It's time. It's not quite there yet, but we're here. It's the Christmas episode. Two weeks before the year-end finale. Dylan's here. Austin's here. How's it going, guys? It's going pretty good. Bad. Bad? Oh, man. Well, it's only gonna (laughs) get worse because... This is not only our Christmas episode, but this is probably one of the most controversial Christmas topics to date. There's a lot of them, uh, but this has this has broken families. It's ruined friendships. It's created plenty of merchandise. We have the debate of is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Um, amongst us, we have Dylan, who is against it, Austin's for it, and I'm in a weird middle ground era, but uh, area. But I'm excited for this. So uh, I think for opening statements, Austin, if you want to bring your statement first, be in the four, so then Dylan can counter it. All right. Well. I'm going to start off asking you guys this. Do you guys consider Home Alone a Christmas movie? Yeah, I would say Home Alone goes in the Christmas categories. If Home Alone is a Christmas movie, then so is Die Hard. Is that your opening statement? Yeah, I'm going to start off right there. All right, Dylan, if you want to counter. Is that what it's going to be? No, no. No, no, it isn't. <laughs> so, wh- why don't you elaborate on how you how you equ- equate both of those as being equal, and if one's a Christmas movie, then the other one must be. All right, here's I re- I have I have notes on why Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's set during Christmas time. All right. So step number one, qualification. He's visiting for Christmas, which a lot of Christmas movies do, for a Christmas party. Not a 4th of July party, not an Earth Day party, a Christmas party. The movie was released on July 22nd, which gave way to the term Christmas in July. Because we got such a fantastic movie in July themed around Christmas. Uh, Also... He's the guy we root for in Christmas time, right? You know, you always see these Christmas movies where the guy's down as luck trying to provide a good Christmas. We're rooting for him the entire time. Uh, he values family over greed. And greed is what uh, Hans Gruber valued, just like Old Man Potter. And it's a wonderful life. I'm even bringing another good Christmas movie into this. I'm bringing it in. <laughs> it's Christmas themed throughout. Uh, they're shoving it down our throats from the atmosphere to the singing that they do throughout the movie every once in a while. Not like Broadmaster or whatever we watched the other day. Yeah, not Bollywood. Yep, not Bollywood. And in the end, the good guy wins. And what's more heartfelt than that? And that's what Christmas is all about. Feeling good in the heart. Helping people out. Doing good things. And I just see this in there. This is separate. But if you watch it backwards, it's about 13 terrorists that are building a building just in time for a Christmas party. 
<laughs> you watch it backwards. <laughs> if for some reason, your DVD or VHS plays backwards. But it's really unique. The Home Alone thing. It's just, you know, Macaulay Culkin's character in the house the entire time, never doing anything about Christmas. But there's Christmas stuff throughout, and he's fighting against people trying to break in. So, if that's a Christmas movie, then Die Hard is. And if you guys would have said no, it's not. Then, if people don't consider Home Alone a Christmas movie, then I would consider Die Hard a Christmas movie. Okay, there's some reasons. There's some reasons there, Dylan. You want to either counter or state your own statements, whichever. Okay, I'll I'll start by saying some of those are good points, and I can see where they would be considered under the umbrella of, of Christmas. But first thing, like you said, it came out in July. Christmas movies have to come out around Christmas time. Christmas in July is not a real thing because it's July. That is relegated for the birth of our country. There is no such thing as Christmas in July. I'm sorry. So it didn't come out at Christmas time. When it did come out, it was not labeled a Christmas movie. Usually Christmas movies action. usually Christmas movies that come out at Christmas say that it's a Christmas movie, either in advertising or different things like that. It wasn't. It was labeled an action movie. Uh, taking place during a holiday does not make a movie a part of that holiday. Because if that was true, then we could also call it a Hanukkah movie. Is it a Hanukkah movie? I don't think so. Uh, and a... I lost my train of thought. Uh, one second. Um, and lastly, a Christmas movie has to end uh, either with people around a Christmas tree or opening presents, or something involving Santa. Just saying. If it doesn't involve one of those two things, it's not a Christmas movie. There was a Santa in Die Hard. It was a dead terrorist. A dead terrorist. <laughs> okay, but, all right, now, all right, your point about it has to come around Christmas time. Uh, do you think that, uh, hold on, where'd it go? All right, let me get back to that. I just lost it. Okay, hold on. I want to throw this in there just because you brought up Hanukkah, Dylan. If they're at a Hanukkah party for the company, would it be a Hanukkah? Like, would the argument be then it's a Hanukkah movie? Because the big... Is that towards me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm asking because, like, you know, because a lot of the arguments is that, like, you know, it takes place at a Christmas party. But if it was a Hanukkah party, would then the argument change? Would it be a Hanukkah movie? No, I don't think anyone would say that. Okay. And to, to go along with that point, and I, and I mentioned this when the last time we talked, Anthony, Spider-Man 1, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, takes place during Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It's, it's not a Thanksgiving movie. I, I, for the record, I was starting to watch that last night. Then I remembered I wanted to watch Top Gun 1, so I started watching that instead. <laughs> All right, so what do you consider around Christmas time, like, Two weeks around Christmas. What are we saying? Like white? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is is it being like white girl Christmas? Like after Halloween when people start putting stuff up? Or are we talking like post Thanksgiving? 
You don't decorate for Christmas until like two days after Thanksgiving. Until you get rid of all the turkey that's in your lower intestine, you don't decorate for Christmas. People decorate way too early. I think that's something we can all agree on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, I can't. We're we're early decorators. We take yeah. down Halloween and then we put out Christmas like usually like a week after. So like that's- mid mid November usually. Why is everybody skipping over the, one of the greatest holidays ever in Thanksgiving? Because the decorations suck. Thanksgiving decorations? Yeah, I considered getting an inflatable turkey this year. Nature decorates, I it. <laughs> Nature decorates for us, dude. Yeah, if it's like... <laughs> if it's like... Perfect conditions where, like, we don't have like a bunch of wind and rain that knocks all the leaves off. Then I'll, I'll concede that. Yeah. Okay. West Indiana. That's a good point. <laughs> um. All right. So, like, would November twenty sixth be considered Christmas? I would consider it holiday season. Holiday season is considered November first through New Year's. Oh boy. Okay, well, that gets rid of that viewpoint. I would say Bad Santa came out on November 26th, and that's a, considered a Christmas movie because it's Santa. I, it's just, going on this whole thing, this is as big of a debate on people of its diehard a Christmas movie as it was for the 2020 election. It's just, just as big of a debate. It's every year. Oh, for sure. Well, these are the things for the sure. country should be voting on. We should have referendums on things like this. I agree. Now, I will I will give you <laughs> it is labeled an action movie, which it is. But I also think that like when you go on Netflix and it has like different genres, I do think that Christmas should be in it because there is Christmas uh Christmas uh, what the hell is the word I'm looking for? Uh, themes, Christmas themes throughout the entire movie, not not just at one point. It's throughout, right? It's a Christmas party. So obviously, it's the day, and it's the day before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So and there is Christmas carols that was sung. There's a guy dressed up as Santa. Granted, it's a terrorist, and he's dead. And it's also about a feel-good story about the guy saving his family and everybody else. Mm-hmm. So I think that values Christmas. Is it full-on Christmas movie? No. Is it a Christmas movie? Yes. Okay, so while you guys were doing that, I was trying to find some quotes from Die Hard. And I think these may or may not help with the Christmas. Oh, what's playing in that? Okay. God damn it. Yeah, one of the stupid ad pages had an ad start playing. Um which it didn't have an ad before and then just randomly played. Um Name drop use Brave Browser. Don't have to worry about pop ups ever again. Uh so one of the so I, I found some quotes. I think they support they they quite might possibly support uh the Christmas theme. 
for a second. Um, we yeah, got okay. we obviously got the Q classic. Uh, ho ho ho! Now I have a machine gun. Yeah, very Christmassy. Um, we have a very uh nice themed one. Uh, the guy falls out the window. He goes, "Welcome to the party, pal." Because he's welcoming him to the party. Um, we have one, this is international relations, but I think it's really good. Like John McClane, you throw quite a party. I didn't realize they celebrated Christmas in Japan. Uh, Joseph Takagi. Hey, we're flexible. Pearl Harbor didn't work out. So we got you with tape decks. So that brings like the Christmas spirit from all around. Um, I actually want to get back to that page I was on real quick. And then hope for the best. Um, a party i didn't realize they celebrated christmas in japan and then oh this one this one talks about the number of people in the world nine million terrorists in the world and i got to kill one with smaller feet than my sister that just shows you how many people there are in the world to help celebrate christmas in the way that those bad people have been celebrating christmas and it's a dig on a sibling which is what everyone does around the holidays because it's 20 percent opening presents 30% eating food and 50% ragging on your siblings while your parents watch and just question why they made you in the first place. Is this a Thanksgiving quote? Cause he yells Geronimo motherfucker at one point. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe <laughs> that's a good one. Um, Oh, here's one with Hans Gruber that's kind of like Santa Claus. When they touch down, we'll blow the roof. Santa Claus, land on the roof. They'll spend a month sifting through rubble, and by the time they figure out what went wrong, we'll be sitting on the beach earning 20%. I think you're reaching for a couple of these. Hey, I, I have learned recently in the last few years how to reach for stuff fact-wise. And that, I mean, that quote there is like every CEO <laughs> around Christmas time because they're sitting on the beach while everyone else is working their butt off at work while they're collecting all that money, dude. 20% Christmas bonus is what they're getting for the profits. You know, hmm. I, I think I think the best thing to come up with right now, though, best thing to come up with is why did this start in the first place? Is this simply because... I feel like this wasn't an argument before, but then the last maybe five years or so with social media... Uh, I think it's probably been like a decade. Okay. Yeah. I remember this going on when, uh, in high school. Because um, it's a great trolling joke to like make people mad. We obviously do it within our friend group uh, greatly. And then it's highly on Facebook amongst our friends too. Um, hey, and every time around this year, the phrase is Die Hard or Christmas movie jumps in November and December. Yeah. So every year, people debate this. Viewing has to be off the charts for the movie. Um, Die Hard 2's... It takes place in the winter. Does it take place in Christmas? I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it in a while either. I'm looking that up right now. Uh, On Christmas Eve. I mean... Is Die Hard 2 a Christmas movie? Well, that's a good point. Uh, release date, July 4th, 1990. They love releasing Die Hards in July. Chris, bye. 
Nah, I okay, do that, um, threw that one in as a joke just because people say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw one out there. There's a lot of people, and a lot of them are weirdos, but a lot of people like the movie A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. No. Arguably, that that movie has more to do with Christmas than with Halloween. Yeah. But everyone considers it a Halloween movie and not a Christmas movie, because even though sing, Christmas is in the title. Because they sing the song, This is Halloween? I would I would put that in your uh, holiday season movie. You know, while you say, like... Uh, after Halloween or whatever, I'd put that in one of those categories. Definitely. I would, would too. Both. I mean, but a lot of... But, uh, I think if you ask most people, they'd probably say it's more of a Halloween movie. Because it's so spooky? Yeah. And, uh, I'll throw another one out there for you. Jaws. Jaws takes place during 4th of July. Nobody calls that a 4th of July movie. No, but that's a good movie. I call it a summertime movie. movie. But yeah, I see what you're saying. It's not a Fourth of July celebration movie. I Wait, think what th- weekend? I, what weekend is it in Jaws? Though the week weekend fourth itself of, is it? It is Fourth of July weekend, right? Yeah, because it takes like from yeah. Memorial Day, or I don't want to say that. I don't even know how much time actually passes in that movie. To be honest, the, the mayor. But, it's like a week before, and the mayor doesn't yeah. want to like cancel the weekend because like that's like the biggest selling weekend for the. For the city, and he doesn't want to cancel it. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I googled Christmas movies because um, Dylan brought up a question before uh, we started recording about like what our favorite Christmas movies are, and I can't remember. But this is the Google. Google is about to bring this argument to a whole different level, y'all. It says it, doesn't it? Well, okay. Christmas action movies. Die Hard is in this category, but I want to read all the other movies that are in this category. Die Hard, Shazam, Batman Returns, which that's actually an interesting argument there, Lethal Weapon 1, <laughs> Iron Man 3, Die Hard 2, uh, The Hebrew Hammer. Uh, the Hebrew Hammer. The Last Hebrew? Boy Scout. Is that a missile? See, see, this is what I'm talking about. This whole argument has opened a whole thing where anytime some action movie takes place during Christmas, we just say it's a Christmas Ooh, movie. Batman The Last Halloween, because that covers a majority of holidays. Um, And then those were the interests. Those are just the action movie ones. Uh, top picks. Oh, the He-Man Christmas special, much like the Star Wars Christmas special. Um. Yeah, nothing really exciting, but that was the Christmas action movies category that came up on Google. That's kind of funny. Um, yeah, I think it, it's a fun debate. I mean, I'm trying to really think it. If I almost want to take the route to say that, like Spider Man, Spider Man, maybe Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> So I think to answer your question, I think this debate came out because there's a lot of men specifically out there who don't want to watch like your typical like feel good Christmas movie. And so they wanted they wanted to grab at anything that could they could say is Christmas so they could say to their wife or whoever. But this is a Christmas movie. So I want to watch it. And then they pick Die Hard because it takes place during Christmas. Yeah. Or like to avoid the Lifetime movie channel. Yes, quite possible. Or Hallmark, because that's all that's on right now. 
So they say, well, you get to, I got, to, I watch your Hallmark movie with you. We can watch Die Hard now. Damn straight. Yeah, it could be. Uh... All right. All right. Here's what I was looking for is Miracle on 34th Street, a Christmas movie. Isn't Santa Claus in that movie? Yes. Well, that just makes it a Christmas yes, movie. Yes, it is a Christmas movie. Most definitely. Because Santa's it in it. Out, it came out May 2nd. Oh, fuck. That doesn't mean it's not a Christmas <laughs> movie. I'm not saying that <laughs> the, the, pre, the, themes, the only the prerequisite is it has to take it has to come out during the holiday season. There's several prerequisites it has to match. But just because it didn't come out during Christmas time, <laughs> are you just looking up release dates of Christmas films? <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, God damn it! Oh. oh. Hey, I went on townandcountrymagazine.com. They put the top 65 Christmas movies. With right? release dates? No. Oh, okay. I, I had to go that one separately. Okay. I was going to say, like, I was like, damn, that's a fucking article. The 39th ranked movie on their list that has four words on the picture. Bruce Willis die hard. Damn, I really was hoping like the four oh, words were something different. Fake, fake news. Oh damn! I wish I could transition that fake news into something. <laughs> All right, let me do this. All right, so you know how you go on Google and you see like the movie and it's got the Rotten Tomatoes, which is always biased. And mm-hmm. then it's got, like so many people like this movie, and it's got like a little synopsis. Yeah. Synopsis: New York City policeman John McClane Bruce Willis is visiting his estranged wife Bonnie Bedelia. I apologize, I messed it up. On and two dollars on Christmas Eve, he joins her at a holiday party in the headquarters of the Japanese-owned business she works for. But the festivities are interrupted. Blah blah. blah. Christmas Eve, Christmas movie. But this is a debate that everybody will stick to their gut and stick where they're at, and nobody will okay. opinion. Here's the question, and this kind of goes back to, to Anthony's question. If the circumstances were different in their movie, would the movie still work as a movie? Meaning, if this was any, if this was just a normal party, if this was a retirement party, if this was any, a Fourth of July party, if this was any other instance, would the movie still work perfectly as it does now? And the answer is yes. Yeah, just the ho ho ho. I got a machine gun. Wouldn't work, but well, it would just be a funny line. Yeah, I mean, you could go for like Fourth of July vacation or Memorial Day vacation. Hold on, I just got Brian mind fucked because Christmas movies trending on Google. Uh, it says the movie Hook is a Christmas movie. No, wait, Hook. Yeah, with Robin Williams, the Peter Pan, where he's old ass Peter Pan. Yeah, was not expecting to see that. I've never seen Hook, so I don't oh, have one opinion. Hook? No. I can't say anything I mean, on probably, that either. You're probably too old for it now. I watched it when I was, I think I watched it when I was young, when Movie Gallery was still around, RIP. Man, oh. yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good thing I didn't drop any Rufio lines on you, Dylan, because you wouldn't get it. 
<laughs> Sorry. Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't help but think like you imagine if it was a Kwanzaa party that he showed up at. His wife was black. It's like an African company. I'm on the Christmas horror movie part now of Google. Related to Die Hard and Miracle on 34th Street. It's a wonderful life, home alone. <laughs> it's it's we yes. we basically made the algorithms connect them all together. That's basically where society has brought it. Which Google, it may change. Google so burned out right now doesn't even know what's going on. And the runtime is two hours and twelve minutes. Two times twelve is twenty four, which is Christmas Eve Day. Twelve is a, is the twelfth month of the year, which is December, and two. I don't know. Well, I don't know how to <laughs> hold on, go through this popular Christmas movie list: Spencer, the uh, Princess Diana movie, and Prince Charles movie. I thought you were gonna say Spencer Confidential. I was like, no, uh, starring Kristen Stewart is on the most popular Christmas movies list. So it must that must be Christmas themed. Like there must be Christmas just in it. Yeah, because they're trying to ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, because isn't that when Princess Diana crashed? Wasn't that in the winter? She didn't crash, man. No, conspiracies. It was on purpose. <laughs> the queen killed her. The queen, the queen did it. She did that. Yeah, I came out and said they killed JFK. Everybody's like, yeah, I already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> you're, you're behind. <laughs> Um, let's transition this over. What is, what, how's your question based Dylan? Top three Christmas movies? Yeah, we could go with like top three. Top three or two you or want? whatever, or favorites. I'm just going to flat out start here because I don't do like, I don't, I only consider like action movies, Christmas movies, but um, <laughs> Jim Carrey's The Grinch. That shit cracks me up. Yeah, so funny. The, the, the live action one, not the anime. Yeah, yeah, the Jim Carrey one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is. Makeup's great in it. The theme's great. The jokes. There's adult jokes throughout that whole thing. Just like the Ken the Hat Dr. Seuss movie, which I know is not favorited by anything, but like some of the jokes are so good and so funny. Um, and a fun watch, even if you're a kid or an adult. That, like, is just up there for me. Um, I think that's a solid pick. That one's up there for me, too. Trying to look through Christmas comedies because those are the ones I really probably draw through if I'm watching Christmas movies, the Christmas rom coms. Um, or deck the halls with a uh, Danny DeVito and uh, Matthew Broderick. I like that one too. It's got some funny scenes in it. See, I'm not a fan of that one. Yeah, I don't think it's like a great. I just think it has some funny scenes in it. I would say it's my top. Um, but you guys go ahead. You guys go ahead if you got any. Like, go ahead. Austin, you want to go or you want me to go? Oh, you can go ahead and go. All right. So if I'm just, like, choosing, like, top, top three, I kind of want to, like, 
separate them into like different categories. So if I'm going first comedy, if I'm going comedy, Christmas Vacation is, in my opinion, not just the funniest Christmas movie, but it's one of the funniest movies of all time. I could watch that movie any time of the year and be entertained. It's the best vacation movie by far. And it is so funny and it's relatable and it's just, it's really fucking good. Yeah. You know, the best part is about that is that like, that's when the like franchise, cause that came out, that come out after European vacation. I believe so. Yeah. So like it was already franchised as vacation, like, next is the yeah. third movies but i love the fact that like for them it's not a vacation they're just home everybody's coming to their house like just yeah. so different you know instead of being like oh what could go wrong with them going on a trip it's just like what could uh-huh. go wrong at their house so yeah i christmas vacation i just i don't know i i, I find that movie infinitely enjoyable um if i'm going to go and some people don't like them but if I'm going to go musicals, because there is a large number of Christmas movies that are musical, I'm going to pick White Christmas. It has Bing Crosby, one of the greatest American singers of all time. It's about uh, it's about helping their old war general uh, get people to come to his um, his uh, uh, hotel in Vermont, and uh, so it's right. It takes place after World War II. Um, and it was made during a time when movies were not, you know, woke or, you know, it's just good old fashioned entertainment. Mm. But I'd pick that f- for kind of like your musical feel good. Um, and then if I'm like kind of going like you're just like traditional, like what movie has the themes of Christmas the best I don't think you can pick any better movie than uh, A Christmas Carol. Now, there's about th- 300 different versions of A Christmas Carol. My favorite is the 1984 version, but to each of their own. Some people like the Muppet version. Some people like the Jim Carrey version. Some people like the, like the 1938 version. I like the 1984 version. It has... Uh, it has... a. Uh, George C. Scott, a prolific actor, uh, and uh, to me, that I like that one the best. Oh, I'm a shout out just because I remember it because I'm looking at the list. Christmas with the Cranks with Tim Allen. That shit's funny too. Oh, trying to escape Christmas, but then you can't escape Christmas because Christmas is everywhere. Um, much like uh, how Hans Gruber's in the terrace found out in the Christmas movie Die Hard. Um, no, I like that one. Just Friends is on the list too with Ryan Reynolds. That takes place during Christmas. I don't want to say. I don't know. I guess it's kind of Christmas movie. That yeah. movie's funny as shit too, though. I just like my comedies. All right. Well, you guys named two of them. I agree with Dylan on uh, Christmas Carol, the 1984 version. That one I like the best. Uh, the Grinch, the live action one. But I also like the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. That that's like. A serious contender for me. It's like probably number four. Yeah. Santa Claus is great. Tim Allen is amazing. Like, uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that, was, that shit. 
I think I think Elf is overrated. Also, I think it's good, but I don't think it's like that good. Elf has a hard rewatch factor to it. Yes. Yeah. The movies that the I can rewatch the Grinch. I can rewatch the Christmas Carol. I can rewatch the Santa Claus. No problem. A lot of the yeah. movies said, but the Elf, it's it's one of those you got to be in like the mood for it. Yeah, mm. I agree. I agree with that. Surprisingly enough, Netflix has actually made some really solid Christmas movies. Like the Santa Claus, or not the Santa Claus, but uh, Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, those two movies with um, Kurt Russell. Those are those are good, and Kurt Russell is is a, a good ass Santa. I'd say he's on par with like Tim Allen. It's like a different kind of Santa, but those are pretty good. And then. Um, the movie Klaus. It was nominated for a Best Animated Picture a couple of years ago. Yeah, and it's and that one is actually a really really good movie too. Um, I just like to point out that under Christmas indie movies on Google, American Underdog: The Story of Kurt Warner is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Zach Levy. So, uh... well, I guess that that I guess that settles it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't know why. I haven't seen that movie, but it's on Hulu. But uh, how about this? Christmas takes place during the year, and every other movie in history takes place at some point during the year. So every other movie in existence is also a Christmas movie. That might be a little far fetched. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. Well, what's that one movie? It's an anime movie that has like all the uh, oh, I know you're talking about characters like. The Easter Bunny's in it, Santa's in it, Jack Frost is Rise in it. Rise of the Guardians. Rise of the Guardians, yeah. Which is actually pretty good, too. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a bad anime movie. Um, and kind of a cool theme to it with everything. Um, So I, I just, it just occurred to me. I, what, would you guys ever go to a Christmas Day sports game? No. Being on the rise of... You know, the NBA plays Christmas games all the time. Um, NFL play a few games. Christmas on a Sunday this year. NFL is playing majority of their games on Saturday and having three on Sunday. And they'll still have more views than the NBA games. I would never count it out, but most likely not. Yeah. I couldn't do it. It's more about spending time with your family. So, I don't even, I don't even like the fact that I have to work on it, but... That's why I'm getting the money that they're paying because that's what they deem it worthy. To me, to me, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, and like probably like Father's Day and Mother's Day, those are the days that I want to spend with the family more than go to a sports game. Yeah. Now, like if it's later on in life and one of the parents passed away and they want to go to a game for their father's day or whatever, then yeah. But for me, it's about spending time with the family instead and not going to a sports game. That makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, especially because you can watch them all at home with the family. Right. And I'd rather watch a lot of sports games at home instead than going everybody's in a bad mood these days especially right yeah. 
they're all a bunch of Grinches. Bingo. Bunch of humbugs. And speaking of humbugs, sorry San Francisco Giants fans, as Carlos Correa failed his physical and signed a 12-year, 13-year, $350 million signing with the New York Mets. Uh, ain't that some shit. Uh, along with crazy shit that's happening, uh, Arizona Cardinals, Colt McCoy is out. Trace McSorley is going to get his first NFL start, possibly fighting for a starting position next year with the way that things are looking in Arizona. I just got to say, why would you go from the state where you pay the most taxes to the state where you pay the second most in taxes? Because Three, $350 million just sounds like a big number. It's the same thing with like... Until you look at how much you're actually getting. Yeah, well, like, I mean... You're only going to get probably 150 mil of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I think the thing to look at, though... Lot, don't get me wrong, but when apartments there cost ten grand a month, like, it's... It's not worth it. Yeah. When, when, like, when Tyree Hill said that he went to Florida partly because of, of the, the taxes. taxes, I'm like, I respect that. And why don't more like athletes like talk about that? Because I, if I was making that much money and you're, you're leaving that much on the table, like it's insane. Yeah. You could sign a big deal, but what's it after taxes? Like, exactly. Jimmy Butler did the same thing when he went to Miami because Florida, the same, I mean, granted, same city, everything. So, why? No state income tax. Yeah. <laughs> well, hell, even think about, like, if... And, I mean, Orlando's got enough young guys on their team right now, the Orlando Magic, that those guys, once... You know, if they can grow this franchise and get it back to, like, the early 90s when Shaq was there in popularity, and they make the big bucks at their Orlando, they're going to be set. Yeah, but, you like, know? you know, they'll be like, oh, what about the the nightlife or, the night, or like, the atmosphere? Like, dude... I would stay in Miami. There's a lot of... Well, that's the thing. You don't even have to... Yeah. You just got to live in Orlando for the season (laughs) or for game day, really. And, I mean, you don't have to technically live there. None of the basketball players live. They all live in L.A. anyway, seemingly. It seems that way, you know. If I had a place somewhere, it would be in Miami, dude. I'd be in heaven. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, there's going to be a travel thing there. But, hell, you might just focus on the game more and win games since some people are living in these cities and uh, they can't win games. Um, funniest thing about that though is, uh, I thought it said like he failed a physical with the Giants. So obviously the Giants saw something. So how did he pass it with New York? Well, it sounds like, well, I mean, according, I thought it read it was a possible PED situation. So I would guess if something pops, the Mets are willing to just suspend him and take the suspension and have him sign, then. Or is, or is there just something in the contract that says, like, if it comes back, whatever, like, it's null and void? Yeah, which is probably what the Giants was, because the Giants probably don't want to deal with that. Um, speaking of stuff that you might not want to deal with either. Don't they have Francisco Lindor as a shortstop already? Yeah, he's probably going to play second base. Wow. Actually, I think he was already playing second base when Javi was there, too, when oh, Bias yeah. was there. He might actually be playing second base even this season. This past season. Um, we forgot to celebrate a couple weeks ago, Dylan, but Deshaun Watson's playing football again. He's 2-1. and one. He's, um, not, yeah. 
Oh, he's just out there. He sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has not put up big numbers. Uh, it was his first game in 700 days. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was at because because remember he sat out the year with the Texans before the like suspension talk or not even suspension yeah. the suspension happened this year but the year before like last season he didn't play because of all the drama and stuff because he sat out the twenty twenty yeah. season was the sit out year and then last year was all the stuff came out and then that led into this season. Um. So he's two and one. Uh, fans are putting like the funny signs up, like whatever. Um, it's interesting. It's kind of funny. Why don't you massage these nuts? <laughs> Bring that sign to the game. Get get him to sign it. Um, Archie Manning officially signed with Texas too. I think that is yeah. Uh, a hundred percent. The top three guys are going to the Big Ten. Yep. Oh, some cool stuff happening. Um, I still wonder if uh, coach is still going to be there by the time Archie shows up, though. The way Texas oh, yeah. seasons went. Yeah, he's almost Arkeesian. Yeah. Yeah, he'll still be the coach. They had a good year. They just. Once the quarterback went down against Alabama, it went downhill. But I mean, they almost beat. If they would have beat, they would have beat Alabama if they if he didn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they they were ranked and unranked every other week, so like that's a positive. Yeah. Um, and then Big Dick Nick Foles is going to start for the Colts this weekend. Might as well. Um. Jonathan Taylor's on the IR. Might as well call it a wrap on the season. Yeah. Just can't get rid of the guy. Uh, I think one of the things to bring up is, like, that that incredible comeback the Vikings had uh, down 33-0, to zero, which was 36-7 at one point. And then the Vikings just came back. Um, was that was that Ursay telling Saturday he better lose so they can get that draft pick? Oh, it's just the Colts being the Colts this year. <laughs> I mean, probably a little bit of both. I don't know. Yeah, or, or Kirk Cousins just was like, fuck it, we're winning this goddamn game. I want my chains. Because he deserved it. He threw like 467 at the end of that game. I only it- turned it on. I mean, but that happens a lot. I mean... That's why it's like if I was ever a, a coach or a player, I would hate to be up at like by that much at the half. Yeah. Because usually what always ends up happening, you they get laps. The other team is, you know, hungry to come whoop your ass in the second half, and that's usually what ends up happening. Yep. Yeah. I think this, this just so happens to be the point spread, but we've obviously seen it with like it could have been 36 to 14, and the same thing would happen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my freshman year, we played Crown Point, and like the first like three minutes, they were up twenty-two to nothing. Everything went downhill. Mm-hmm. So you know they figured you know they had the game. We came back and won twenty-four two because you know they settled, and then all of a sudden we just kept pushing and grinding away, and we ended up scoring, and they couldn't. 
So they had like the super highlight. The Colts had like, oh, this is in the bag. And then all of a sudden, we just took advantage of them saying, oh, we're, we're comfortable. And in football, you can't get comfortable. You got to keep your foot on the gas. Yeah, and even in football, you might not be comfortable with the league. As Argentina had a 2-0 lead on France for the final, Mbappe got him back into it, then traded goals back and forth with Messi, yeah. going 3-3, to which led to penalty kicks, and France had two guys that one got blocked and one just missed the goal completely, leading the Argentina's win. Uh, my favorite moment, not just in the game, but as a thing, is the goalie got the golden glove for best goalie in the tournament, and he put it on his dick and shook it when the mega camera was on him on the mega screen. The one thing I didn't like, I don't know if he did or somebody else did, but it took, it had a picture of the Argentinian goalie, and it had Mbappe as like a little baby like in his hands. I'm like, I don't know if that works because I'm pretty sure he scored on him three times. Yeah, two PKs and a regular goal. So like he had a hat trick. So I, yeah, I would say that's the and he made yeah and and he made his penalty kick. So he actually scored on him four times that game. Yeah, so he was literally the offense and he lit you up so it's not really a fitting picture no i will say this though the locker room celebration was boring as all hell um i don't know if it's because there were i think they did have alcohol beers like it looked like there were regular budweiser's in the locker room but there was like 12 of them there's like one for everybody and that was it that was all they could sneak through in a luggage passport yeah that's all that's all they were willing to um that was that was supremely disappointing um, but congratulations to everyone else. I've actually seen a thing here. The streets were so crowded during the celebration that helicopters came in and flew the team out of the uh area so they could get to their destination. That's that's pretty cool. I saw a thing where they're talking about like when France won the World Cup, they're like, well, basically Africa won because of all the immigration, and it's like, well, technically German won the World Cup this year or the the World Cup this year then because of how many <laughs> accents are down there. So Germany won, right? That, I mean, that's Hell yeah. Is that not the same standards that we're going on? Yeah. According, according to some movies I've seen, you know, Germany, Germany might have won. It's like, it's like ask, how, ask why, why NASA had so many German accented people in the 1950s working their space program. I mean, come on. Oh, my God. Now we're getting big picture. <laughs> we just get the like, just think of like the crazy conspiracies you get going between that, between rigging, between this and that. Oh my god, it's like a cesspool of it all. If they if they want to say that when France won in whatever that you know, technically Africa did. Well then, hey, technically Germany did. Well, it was the superior Aryan blood in the uh, in the Argentinians that helped them win the World Cup. They had good formations. They had good teamwork. Uh, it's kind of like a blitzkrieg. They had hmm. a mission, and they filled it out to their best of their abilities. Um, they kept pushing the front line. <laughs> Dylan, last week, did I bring up the Golden Knights owner buying a soccer team? Uh, I want to say no. Okay, because okay, because I talked to everybody outside of that. So last week, the Golden Knights owner bought Bournemouth. It's a Premier League team. They recently got promoted to be in Premier League. 
$126 million. I feel like that's ridiculously cheap, knowing that he said he was going to start an MLS team in Vegas, but it would be $300 million franchise fee and then $600 to $700 million to build a stadium um, for almost a billion dollars to do that. And he bought it literally Premier League for $126 million. Like, if we won the lottery, we could we could buy a Premier League team at that point. <laughs> like a low-end Premier League team. Which means... And, oh. I was going to say, which means Ryan Reynolds and what's-his-face from Always Sunny, when they bought that team, they must have got that shit dirt cheap if he got Bournemouth for 126 Yeah. Like, that had to be chump change for Reynolds. Well, well then, the Suns and Mercury, well, the Phoenix Suns got bought for $3.9 billion, and then the Phoenix Mercury got bought for $100 million. So <laughs> for $4 billion, <laughs> you bought two franchises. Let's that, take this into consideration that that's probably the one of the winniest W. That's probably one of the only WNBA teams that people can name players off of. And this yeah. is... No. No. Well, I mean, no. that's, that's Bernie Griner's team. Enough. That's Bernie Griner's team. Oh, oh yeah the uh, the the prisoner that we got for the you mean the druggy the drug fiend dude. There's a send picture. It back. Send the it international lawbreaker, bro. There was a picture of a Baylor video on here in ESPN because I guess there's something still involving her and Baylor or whatever. But like, she looks more like a girl back in college than she does now. That test, she's oh. fucking juicing test. Send it back. Send it back. Dude, I saw a thing. Hold on. Oh, uh, Kelsey Plummer, whatever. She's a WNBA yeah. player. She, uh, Charles Barkley asked her, like, hey, do you want to do you want to uh, guarantee a repeat? Because I guess they won last year, the championship yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. The Las Vegas Aces. She was like, well, Charles, as somebody who's never won an NBA championship, like, she went on about that. I was like, dude, if I was Charles Barkley, like, well, as an athlete who doesn't generate any revenue for the league and gets supported <laughs> by the league that I played in, I would have just straight up, like, pulled her like that. Like, the women's soccer team, when the men's team won this year, they got money for doing nothing due to their new contract. Dude. They did nothing. Here's the thing, though, too. Charles Barkley's still relevant in the NBA. He hasn't played in X amount of years. When she's done, hey, wait, wait, wasn't Barkley part of the dream team? Yeah, mm-hmm. was she a part of any dream team? I don't think so. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like Charles Barkley's still relevant. Like he's not even playing; he's still relevant because he has a job with it. She's not going to have that. They're part of a dream team, dreaming that they think they're relevant and cool and a great league. The WNBA is a joke, dude. I got in trouble one time making fun of the WNBA, and my mom said, "I'm going to make you watch an entire game as punishment." It was the worst three hours of my life. <laughs> in their, in their three hours, they stopped stopping the clock for some reason. I don't even know why. They had to go take a break because they were tired and they were cramping and everything else. So they had to go <laughs> sit on the bench for a little while while their mood swings went back to normal. Dude, it was a joke. Oh my god. <laughs> Woo. But uh, you say. I mean, if I had. $127 million, I wouldn't buy a soccer team. Well, just saying. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, that just seems like such a deal. Like, if you... I mean, obviously, with stupid taxes, according to where you are, you could lose a lot of the lottery money or whatnot. 
But like 126 to own a team that's at the top sport league in the world, that's all my I'm I'm mainly saying. That's like getting like a you know, a nice sports car off the lot with a bunch of other sports cars and you're just like stealing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, it's, they have Premier League in the title. They're playing against Man City, Man United, like, billion-dollar teams. And you got it for like, $126 million. It's like an investment opportunity. You do well for a little while, you can sell it for way more. Yeah. Yeah, oh, for sure. And if they suck, you're just going to lose. I don't know. That's what I'm saying, too. It's like, even if they get demoted this season, I don't know where they're at in the standings right now. Like, I don't think he's losing much. Because I, I wouldn't say their value went up that high. Just for being in Premier League, but because I mean in America, I think it's harder for us to understand. But that's like a Double A baseball team playing against an MLB team. Like if they just got promoted all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, like it's wild. Which I still think sometimes should exist in USA sports. Not that they should play, but promotion should happen because A's because yeah. of the A's essentially. As soon as they bring back the XFL or whatever they're calling it, the winning team of that plays the worst team in the NFL. The loser goes to the XFL. The winning team goes to the NFL. Dude, that would be... And they get the first overall pick. That'd be so great for, like, a, a coach that got kicked out of the NFL. Not kicked out, but maybe not coach or had lose season, coach an XFL team and then, like, won their way back in. They want to get rid of the tanking issue? There you go. Do you want to be known as a team that got kicked out of the XFL? No. They should do it with baseball, too. The Oakland A's. Spend money. Yeah, they're horrible at it. Um, you guys got anything else you want to bring up? Um, our, uh, our, our state, uh, one of our state uh, universities just south of us is ranked number one. Oiler up, boys. Yeah, Purdue number one in men's basketball. Um, hopefully that can carry over all the way to the tournament. It's a long time, and not just for like one week, like last year. Yeah, like gotta hold on and stay strong. Get that one seed because what Purdue was a two seed last year or three? They're a three, I think. Yeah, yeah, because I think they followed yeah, that stretch at the end of the year. Yeah. So hopefully stay strong this year. Watch the game again. They played overtime against Nebraska the other week. They look good. A lot of new faces than last year's team, but exciting. Hopefully they just like can do some winning, get that regular season championship and that Big Ten tournament championship. We need – Indiana needs to bring a basketball championship back to the state. Someone does. Yeah. Yeah. IU could be a wild card again when the tournament starts. Because uh, Trey's still there. Uh, the closest team – well, besides, I mean, I forgot about Purdue. Otherwise, Butler was the only one in the 2010s that was really to make yeah, the, well, yeah. to play the I, final I, game. To be honest, I forgot about Butler. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're the only ones, and then I mean, they're close. Purdue, the same thing against uh, until they lost to Virginia or whatever. And, well, yeah, they they that run. Uh, IU was IU a Final Four against Syracuse, or is that a that was around eight? That was around eight. I don't think uh, that was a Final Four. Was that with the DJ White and? Uh, Eric Gordon team? No, that would have been uh, uh, Aladipo and oh, uh, oh, what's his face? They've had good like teams throughout. Now, granted, the Purdue team, if 
Robbie Hummel didn't get hurt with uh, Etwan Moore and Jawan Johnson, that team probably could have won one. Mm-hmm. But when he went down with that ACL injury, that kind of that hurt him pretty bad. Yeah, or we could have just beat Virginia in overtime a few years back. Yeah. That would have been cool. We watched that game. But I agree, Indiana needs to get a college basketball championship. At least they're getting relevant enough now where, you know, they're getting some recruits. Yeah, I mean, Purdue getting back kind of in good standings brings people. IU's kind of gone down, but they're coming back up. NCAA is one and done, so you can never really build anything. Yeah, that that's a crazy thing too when we look at is like if you have guys that aren't that good to be drafted first round, you probably have a better chance of winning a tournament as the yeah. years because some of the teams that have the seniors, that Virginia team, you know, they had some freshmen who were really good, they had some sophomores, and they had some seniors. Uh I almost think they should like do it to where you can declare for the draft out of high school and be drafted, and that's your choice. But if you don't, then you have to do at least two years of college. Then that would let the guys who are good enough like go straight to the pros. But then it's like if you do commit to a school, you're not just like one and done. Yeah, well, that's, well now they got that league that Amazon has on that if you don't go pro, you play there. Or go yeah. to college, you play there for a year. Develop technically, so there's a lot of good players that are in that right now that we're not even going to get to see in March. Um, there's some things they can do to fix it; they just won't. Yeah, and then even with the NIL deals, maybe you'll see more people go to college to get the experience, maybe to play in March to, you know, maybe fathers, maybe just to do it, and then they get to get paid too mm-hmm. with the other league, you know. So like that could help. But they all end up in the same spot, you know, which is the NBA. Um, oh, I guess real quick, we did this other week. Me and Austin watched Black Adam, Thor: Love and Thunder, uh, Ramashta Part One, Shiva, and Top Gun Maverick. Um, Thor: Love and Thunder, like I we laughed at a few scenes, but like it was just kind of like just cringe. Pointless, kind of boring. Um, I actually forgot what the plot was at one point, to be honest. Like, I was kind of like, what are they doing again? Because it basically, the movie becomes a rescue kidnap kids. Like, that was like kind of, and then there was a bigger plot behind it, but the reasoning was weird because they had to figure out the bigger plot as like the getting the kids back. They figured it out or whatever. They they didn't use Gore the God Butcher in the right way. See, I was... I was thinking about that movie, and I'm sure other people have come up with kind of maybe the same conclusion, but I feel like a lot better plot would have been if you wanted to use gore as as like your main antagonist, that's cool. but like when when he fights him in the comment the comics, it's it's like the all father Thor. And then he has to go get the other two versions of himself, um, like from the past. Am I correct, Anthony? Uh, yeah, I haven't read up on much on it, but I believe that is. But I think that's what happened. So he, there's basically like the Thor that we know, and then there's like the old All Father Thor, and then there's like a younger, like more spry Thor, and all three of them have to fight Gore, and end up winning. 
So I'm like, it would have been cooler. Like you don't have to do like a time jump. You could have literally just had it to where Thor is as he is now, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and then you have a future Thor come back and he's recruiting this Thor. And then they have to go and get a younger version of himself. So then you could use another version of Chris Hemsworth, the version where he still had the long hair before he like he met all of like the Avengers and the heroes. And so you would have all three of them working to fight Gore. Yeah, or with the big love in the multiverse thing, you probably could even threw that in there. It made sense too if you really wanted mm-hmm. to. Um, well, that and then like there was a lot of God butchering happen, and then butchering happen. They just talked about it. Well, there is even a quote in the movie, like, he kills a bunch of gods, and then it says, like, 1,500 planets in the Guardian ship needs help because he killed all these gods. And then they go visit Zeus and stuff, and they complain to Zeus about it. Like, they try raising an army to go fight him. And then Zeus, like, they're just a bunch of low-level gods. We don't care. So it's like, that even just, like, contradicts the threat a little bit. Yeah. Because it didn't scare the gods. Like, the main people who were there weren't scared. Zeus did say that he was worried about it, but he didn't want to... Yeah, he was it. worried about the sword, but it wasn't enough for them to do anything about it. So, yeah, like, that's when he... For their yeah, that's when he should have just showed up and started wrecking people. And that would have been fucking sick. See, and that's stupid. Because Gore is literally a guy where, like... Like, where, where uh, an old man Thor who has the... The uh, Thor force can't even... Com- can't even compete with him on like equal footing. Yeah. Um It was a bad enough movie where Taiki Wahidi got let go, which makes sense because it was going nowhere in the right direction with that franchise. Mm-hmm. That I'm still waiting for Beta Ray Bill to show up. Yeah, hell, they could even how threw him into the movie it, somehow. How you it Ragnarok, but not do anything with it. You could have do, done a whole movie with Beta Ray Bill, and it would have been like way better oh, than bringing absolutely. in Jane Foster. It was a, it was just a send off for uh, Natalie Portman's Jane Foster, who hasn't even way. been in the franchise since Dark World. So twenty fourteen, yeah, yeah, they literally broke up. Yeah. Um, it could have showed like what she was dealing with. It could have showed Thor going back and doing it and reading a note from her, and that would have been. All that should have been done with it. Uh, and then we watched the uh, the Black Adam. Pretty good. Like, not super origin story, which was nice. Like, he had, like, a five-minute origin story, kind of like a Spider-Man Homecoming, kind of Deadpool-esque. He really quick. He knew how to use his powers right away, so it wasn't, like, a learning thing. Um, the addition- cool. Yeah, the additional heroes were cool, like Dr. Fate and even Hawkman was pretty cool. Um, plot wise, like was okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was a decent like watch. Like, do I care to watch it again? Not really. Do I think it's like game changing? No, because it wasn't. It was fun. Just it wasn't boring, but it wasn't like oh my god, this is the coolest superhero movie ever. Was it better or worse than Shazam? Better than Shazam one. Better or worse than Aquaman? I'm gonna go worse. I like. I, I think it was worse than Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would say like I like Aquaman, okay. especially like the end with the special effects and all that. I think Aquaman's pretty yeah. cool with its with that. its overall plot and story. With Aquaman, I like it. Yeah, compared to Black compared to Black Adam, Black Adam's uh 
plot is literally like minuscule compared to Aquaman. Not saying it needs uh-huh. a big plot, but Black Adam's plot doesn't it doesn't really grow in anything crazy. Like yes, he saves a country, but like Yeah. It's it was just basically that's just the, the plot. Fighting stuff and doing yeah. whatever you want. I mean, you can look at Black Manta and Aquaman any way you want. Is it a waste of scene? Is it a waste of character? Is it good or is it bad? Whatever. But, like, Black Adam's just kind of, like, there. I think it was more of a... Sometimes it felt like more of a Justice Society movie than a Black Adam movie. Yeah. Um. But, like, better than Shazam. It, according to, like, if you want to watch an action movie, it's like, okay, watch Black Adam. If you want to mind an action movie, comedy, growing story, then watch Shazam. You know, I would say it's better than Shazam, but then just because of how the Shazam movie ended up. But I still think, like, it would have been a cooler movie if they were both in it. And we actually had the uh, a hero and his counterpart villain, villain run into each other, you know? The, the problem I see with DC with a lot of their movies, it's like, when Iron Man 1 came out, it was revolutionary, and it set up a good plot for the rest. So it was a good origin story. Black Adam wasn't as good as that. Neither was Shazam. So they're kind of missing the mark on, you know, they're always making these movies and set up for other ones, but you got to start off good to make the other ones worth it. And I think Black Adam missed the mark on it. They could have, they could have done some more with it. Yeah. And the fight scene at the end when he comes back short. Yeah. The boss fight scene was a little, other fight scenes were longer. Disappointing. at the end against the more powerful guy, so it's like, yeah, the choreography yeah. department dropped the ball on that one, and the writers. It was did. better. It was better than the Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh, there was an interesting scene. I don't know if you caught it. He wakes up in this kid's room and he zaps a poster of Superman, so the face is gone, and then it shows it one time in another scene, which I think was setting up the Henry Cavill cameo because at the time. You know, Cavill was already disannounced as Superman. Um, and no one knew who was going to play Superman going forward. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the movie, Henry Cavill's there. So I think that's why they did that. That scene was kind of on purpose, which was kind of an interesting, cool little Easter egg, real-life situation thing or whatever. Every superhero he went after is no longer in D.C. because he did it to the Flash poster. That's no longer a thing. Well, supposedly The Rock's out now, too. Yeah. James so Gunn announced today. For a third time. And then there's a rumor that The Rock used Henry Cavill just to get the Black Adam movie to go and get people to see it. That was going around the internet the last couple of days. I saw that. I mean... The I Rock mean, is the I, I try to go see a movie for. I mean, for, yeah, for a 30-second scene, I'm not watching a two-hour movie for a 30-second scene. Exactly. When you can just look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Um, And then Top Gun Maverick, dope as fuck. Awesome movie. Super cool. Just makes me want to get helmets. I will say this. I think the 80s movie had the better helmet designs. I feel like they were lacking a little bit on all the like mm. new characters' helmets besides Rooster. But that's the only thing I have to complain about. Everything else is cool. It's not even a complaint. It's just like a small criticism. Oh. I feel like that's society in general compared to the 80s. Yeah. Because like, they just weren't flashy. Like I just watched it last night. Like Vipers has the bat and like the circle design on yeah. it. Like the sonic waves. And then... Jester and Merlin's, wait, and then... Uh, wait, you watched Top Gun 1 last night? Yeah. So did I. Paramount. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, like, it just... Like, I just... Even watching, like, Maverick, because I already knew some of the designs, I was like, man, I was like, they seem like they're lacking. Like, everybody just has a name on it, and then there's, like, a logo on the sides. 
Hell, even the one guy was like sundown in uh, the original Top Gun. He's got the Japanese Rising Sun on the helmet. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. They got the ass cheeks with the kiss on. I can't remember who had. That oh one. yeah, uh, Wolfman or Hollywood? Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. Had that, yeah. What what would your uh, call sign be? I don't even know. We had... I'll just go with the nickname I got since middle school, Big Country. Man, I don't I even know. I don't even know. I don't get called anything. Hey you. <laughs> That'd be really funny actually. Hey you. <laughs> you. Specs. No, I don't Dylan, what would yours be? The Justice Department? <laughs> Uh, it probably it. I mean, knowing that it's my last name, it probably has something to do with that, or it'd be like, like Giga Chat or something. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, asshole. asshole. That'd, be, that'd, that'd probably be it, actually. Oh man. Now I feel like we could think about something. That'd be something to think about bringing to like next season. Speaking five. of movies, Avatar came out. Mm, yep. Underperformed at the box office. Made less than Brie Larson's atrocious Captain Marvel movie in its first three days. Made oh, less boy. than the Minions Rise of Gru on a Tuesday. If like that's the, the the amount of stats, this is like sports analytics coming out right now about movies that I even no one like weekends ones always one I think about. They're literally saying like this movie made less money on a day, which is kind of <laughs> wild to me. Like, I mean, I watched Minions on Peacock, but like, holy crap! I gotta say, like, watching the coverage for this movie has been strange because it's like usually with movies, it's like either the woke crowd loves something and everyone else hates it, or the woke crowd hates something and everyone else loves it. But this has been like a mixed batch where some people in the woke crowd are criticizing it. Other people in the woke crowd are praising it. Some people in just like your normal crowd are like saying it sucks. Other people are are saying it's good. It's so weird. Oh, and a guy supposedly had a heart attack because it was so excited. Oh, fuck. So, like, it's crazy. Yo, yeah, dude, everybody's so mixed on it that no one's like, I think people are actually even like being like, against it and not so like saying we're like we've been against it or whatever too just saying how it's not gonna work or it's gonna be boring or whatever but like someone's even said like they're i don't even think some people have watched it and they're like super judging it on looks and whatever like woke criticism i guess is what i'm saying because someone actually said that they might as well just make the aliens black because they're uh that's what they're portraying um even though a majority of the actors playing the aliens happen to be black or indigenous peoples. Well, I saw a funny thing. Um, one of the, uh, one of the um, Native American tribes is like calling the movie out saying like, you're appropriating Native American culture, but you're having like uh, people, all the, you're having people, including white people and people of other races play characters that are basically based on us, but you don't have any people of our descent playing these characters. So you, so they're calling it blue face. Yeah. And it's just aliens. Now, do I think maybe this, and we could compare this to the first movie, right? They're very much similar to indigenous people's, Anywhere, like we could say worldwide, 
like ancient civilizations, right? Like before modernized worlds began, right? We could even say the Bronze Age, for example, or whatnot. I would say there's nothing different for that. But, you know, did he kind of maybe go too far in that design part? Maybe. And then maybe he also did it. Because I don't know what the fuck aliens would be like on a planet. You know? Like, he just as easily could have made this movie and they could have had, like, fucking spaceships, like Independence Day. Would it work? Probably not. Would it be an entirely different movie? Yeah. I think people are just missing the point that it's a movie. Worst thing is, there's already a third one. Yeah, and it's ninety percent filmed. And and actually, one of the videographers for this movie thought the movie already came out and it bombed because they yeah. shot this so long ago. I saw that headline. Didn't read it, but <laughs> I saw the headline. That cracked me up. Because I think this all got filmed before 2019, and then obviously 2020 happened. Um, I don't know. Now, I don't know if that means, like, work was done because of 2020. I That I don't know. But I'm going to assume it did because offices probably got cleared out, et cetera, et cetera. Just like, uh, quote-unquote, cyberpunk failing. Um, so, I don't know. It's funny. I mean, it makes it interesting because if they already filmed, you know, obviously it's just a bunch of people with a green screen. Uh, it, I don't know. It is just a wait and see situation there. It's underperforming. It's way underperforming in China, which was a large part on why the first one did so well. So, uh, you know, it's... Uh, well, because the Chinese are afraid to see it because they're afraid it's woke too. They They love their... The Chinese have been cooling on American movies like for like a year now. It seems like. I mean, I I have been. We have been too. And China is like under like lockdowns too with yeah. COVID shit. Yeah. So it's like, I I feel like that probably is, has something to do with it at least. But I think I I see I think once especially we get past like Christmas because Christmas like. The week leading up to Christmas and Christmas weekend, like that's a big time where people go see movies because mm-hmm. they're all with their families and they want to get out and go do something. And I think after Christmas, it's just going to fall off a cliff. Yeah. It still feels so risky to release it at this time of year. I know the first one came out around the same time, but like you spent so much money on it and you know how summer movies have been. Like, why would you not plan a date where people might be more likely to go see it if they wanted to go see it? Well, it's like the first one, like, I think a lot of people don't remember it, but like the first one came out and it didn't come out to like super huge numbers. Like when it first started, no, yeah, it just gained traction. It was a word because of mouth. Everyone was talking about it and they're like, oh, you got to see it. It's amazing. Oh, look at the 3D. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just kept going. And then it's like, it's, it was like a global movie too. It made, it made more money outside of the U S than it did in the U S. But I think. I think people are just like, oh, kind of like, why do I want to go see this at this point? Well, that, yeah, that in the 13 year time gap for, for no reason whatsoever. Like young kids don't want to see it because like it's been 13 years of like, why do, why would I want to go see it? They don't even, they haven't even watched the first one. Yeah. And I feel like older people are like, well, I'm not going to see it anyway. And then I think there's like people in like our crowd who saw the first one. And some of them are like, oh, it was so good. I'm going to see it again. But other people are like, it's been 13 years and the first one wasn't even that good. Why would I go see a second one? 
Yeah. Because James Cameron does what James Cameron does because James Cameron is James Cameron. Amen. James Cameron can go fuck himself. <laughs> that's, just my fair, that's my fair line off of South Park. Conceited prick. Oh, yeah, and the stuff he's been saying lately, ever since, like, leading up to the release, just wild. Still wild to me. Well, there's a video of him that just happened, like, a, like a, I think either at one of the premieres or, like, somewhere. He, he like, flipped off a bunch of fans. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's so funny because those are the people who want to see his movie. You know, it's not, like, people shitting on him. James Cameron, we love you. For yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Watch him drop an apology where he's like, "That the, the little remaining testosterone in me, maybe do that." I apologize. We're sorry. You're letting your toxic masculinity show. <laughs> that would have been good. That would be good if that headline was coming out. Um. All right. Any? Any? You guys got anything else? No. Before we sign off on the Christmas episode. One episode left of the season. Come, I'm just turning the year into the season. Um, and then uh, actually, we would be recording before the final four football games, so that's unfortunate. Um, we can hype that up following a week, everybody. Hope everybody has good holidays, and uh, we'll see y'all uh, next time. Hey, Chrysler.